Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. Thanks so much for joining me. You know, I have mentioned over the last few months while we have been in this pandemic Um, Just to let people know that are listening to the recording, this is July the 28th, 2020. So we are still struggling with this. I still don't think we have our arms wrapped around it. And I've I've been talking about how it has impacted different businesses, different industries. And everyone's been impacted. I don't care what industry you're in. This has created a ripple for you somehow. And you have had to think quick on your feet. You've had to uh, be flexible. You've had to adjust the way you do business. Um, but it's all good. It is all good because I think what it does is it's, it stretches us as business people. And it really challenges us to do things that maybe we wouldn't have done if, if all had been well. Um, there was I was recently reading an article on the Business Wire, and it says the cleaning and sanitizing of public buildings has taken on a new importance with the COVID-19 crisis. The fact that many commercial cleaning companies are now seeing is a boom in their business. So when we talk about some a, a business or an industry being uh, recession-proof, I don't think anything's recession-proof. And folks, if somebody tells you that, you need to turn around and walk away. I, I believe that there are some industries that may be rese- um, recession-resistant. That was a mouthful this morning. Recession-resistant, but nothing and let me repeat that. Nothing is recession proof because we don't know what's going to bring that recession. We don't know what's going to cause that recession. Um, so today's guest is Ron Bender. He is an experienced international franchise professional and is vice president of franchising with EnviroLink, which provides deep sanitizing services. So you see the link, the connection with the information I gave you earlier. EnviroLink uses EPA registered disinfectants in their sanitizing and disinfecting services. Ron, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Linda. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you. And of course, six months ago, I am sure that you guys never knew that your that particular part of your business was going to just explode. It's always, you know, I'm sure companies, they go, yeah, yeah, go ahead and disinfect it. Yeah, sanitize that. But now, as the article had said, there is a whole new importance placed on that. Tell me a little bit about what you guys have seen. 
Well, Linda, it's been a really incredible run here for the last maybe four and a half months. You know, we've been uh, in business for almost 30 years. We've got a very, very wide range of products and services. Um, we support a lot of restaurants and uh, food service operators and schools and country clubs. But this uh, pandemic has given us a huge boost, as you say, in the disinfecting and sanitizing side of the business. And what that has done is given us a huge new variety of clients that um, have been calling us to, uh, to make sure that they kept their patrons, their clients, and their employees safe. Uh, and in many cases, of course, these businesses would not be allowed to reopen without having in place a comprehensive sanitizing disinfecting program. So although uh, some parts of our business that target restaurants specifically have slowed down over the last four months just because the restaurants, uh, many of them are closed or many of them have been uh, much less busy doing just takeout or, or uh, delivery or whatever. Uh, but the sanitizing has more than made up for that. And uh, it's been just a huge boon for us. And it's uh, been a great, uh, great service to provide to our clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ron, tell me a little bit about your journey and how you ended up with EnviroLogic. Well, I have a, uh, I have a perfect background for, uh, I don't know what, I actually have a degree in marine biology um, 102 years ago, I went to Texas A&M and, uh, and majored in marine biology, had a great, great undergrad, learned a lot, and, uh, and realized that I liked people much more and needed to be in uh, people business. So yeah. uh, I was in retail support for many years in training and uh, management and then got into franchising. I was recruited into franchising uh, about 21, 22 years ago. And I found, I found my calling, being involved with independent owners, is absolutely thrilling for me. I love helping people change their, uh, change their lifestyle, change their income, take control of their future. It's, it's incredibly fulfilling for me. But over the years in franchising, I've done some uh, pretty interesting product lines. I was in a, a big uh, wireless uh, retail store franchise. I was in uh, custom T-shirt operations uh, for a retail store. It was really a blast, just so much fun. But uh, about a year ago, when the owner of EnviroLogic uh, moved here to the U.S. from the U.K. and uh, decided to start franchising here in the U.S., I found the opportunity really just so strong because not only is it an amazing company that's very environmentally conscious, which I, I'm very, very uh, involved in environmental causes, but also I was given the opportunity to ensure that every aspect of this franchise was going to be the strongest possible in support of franchise owners mm. and <laughs> not to go down a rabbit hole. But what I mean by that is um, oftentimes when I was working with franchise candidates and I was telling them what support, what resources we would provide, well, down the road, those resources and the support might change simply because of changes in the company, changes in the um, philosophy of the ownership or whatever it might be here. I get to determine everything from the franchise sales process to the training, to the marketing, to the operational support. And uh, it gives me the ability to stay in touch uh, with what's going on in the front lines for the franchisees and ensure that they have everything that we can do uh, to support them correctly. Mm -hmm. 
Um, sounds like you've got your plate full to be to begin with, but it's <laughs> it sounds like it, it it's going to provide you great variety, and that's the exciting thing I think is um, just being able to help someone that. Maybe they did lose their job during the downsize of uh, the the uh, repercussions of this this pandemic, and they're looking for something new. So, Ron, if someone has recently lost their position, would they need to have prior experience in, you know, whether it is commercial cleaning or do they need to have some type of knowledge before they even look at Envirolink logic? No, not at all. This is a very easy business to operate, actually. It's a, it, it seems very, very complex from the outside, but the products are so well-developed and so uh, tested and proven that it's a very, very simple program. So, um, you know, a day in the life of one of our franchise owners might be uh, making some networking meetings, um, making a few B2B calls, uh, sending some email information to folks who uh, either have expressed an interest or uh, perhaps we've gotten a referral from one of our existing clients. Um, our, our product and service line, um, it, it's very, very simple to operate. So a technician, and um, when our owner built his Envirologic franchise up in the UK, he was a franchisee first, um, he built it up so big, he bought the whole parent company here in Florida, but mm. um, he actually called his uh, service personnel engineers. We aren't doing that in the U.S. because, um, you know, these folks are not true engineers, and it would it's just seemed like a little pretentious, but the technicians that we use are very easily trained, and we have terrific retention on those uh, trained staff members because they're doing something that's beneficial to the whole community, doing something that's beneficial to the environment. It's helping businesses stay afloat and uh, keep um, bringing in customers and, and, and be successful. So a franchise owner um, can do the sales and marketing, or they can be the operational director, or it's even a great opportunity as a semi-passive business because mm -hmm. they can hire a salesperson and they can hire um, a a lead technician or an ops manager to ensure that the business goes through, uh, but no specific uh, prior experience or education is necessary. And we are not a cleaning company. We are closely related, let's say, to cleaning companies, but we do not clean things. So uh, none of that experience at all is necessary. Mm -hmm. And so when you say that you're, you're different than commercial cleaning companies, talk to me a little bit about what that looks like. Sure. Um, commercial cleaning companies, and by the way, uh, some of our franchise owners also own commercial cleaning companies. Mm -hmm. Some of them own plumbing companies. You know, there are some very closely associated industries that seem to be a very good fit, but um, most of them do not own any other business, and this is their sole uh, line. A commercial cleaning company, they will have a lot of employees because um, the cleaning is actually labor-intensive, and the ch biggest challenge in commercial cleaning is retaining good employees. It's right. not uh, by any means a glamorous employment for the uh, folks who actually do the work, but it's obviously very necessary, so certainly you, know, you want to um, make sure that you're hiring good people and that they do a great job as long as they do choose to stay. Our business is cleaner and neater. 
you know, our technician goes into a business and he might uh, change out a one-gallon jug of our live vegetative bacteria that we use to keep the drain lines clean. Or he might uh, wear a little personal protective equipment and walk in with an electrostatic sprayer and spray down a Chick-fil-A or a grocery store or a, an office building. Uh, but it's clean and it's neat, and they're not going to get um, – a lot of labor involved because it's only it's a one-person job unless you are doing you know big public schools which all have to be done overnight uh, or something like that you might have a team of two or even four uh, but it's a very very simple business and it's a hundred percent recurring revenue you know our our clients get the deep sanitizing um, sometimes it's uh, it's monthly sometimes it's every two weeks but most often it's weekly and we have some clients that uh, choose to do it every night like daycare centers, which, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's critical to have, the, uh, have mm -hmm. the facility sanitized, you know, every night for the kids coming in the next day. Uh, so recurring revenue is great. You know, you make a sales call, you get a client, you continue with that client as you learn more about the client's pain points and about their business and you build the relationship, you'll add on additional products and services. You know, we have uh, odor control programs. We have fantastic drain line control products that are automatically dripped into drains to keep them clear. We have uh, really fantastic uh, products for urine control, great for daycares and senior centers and pet shops and, uh, and all sorts of other uh, applications. So it's a very, it's a, it's a wide variety of business and uh, that keeps the franchisee motivated. That, that makes it fun and interesting. It's never the same day. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And when you talked earlier about some of the franchisees and, and what a typical day would look like, that it could be networking, uh, you've mentioned some of the industries that you uh, can support. What are some of the other industries and how could you support other businesses and who would be a, a perfect client for you? Got it. Um, you asked a lot of questions there. I'm going to. I do. <laughs> I'm going to go through as many as I can remember. Um, food service. Food service are the optimal clients for us, and food service means restaurants, but it also means uh, country clubs, schools and colleges, hospitals, uh, churches and charity groups that have uh, kitchens. You know, just about anybody who's got a commercial kitchen is a fantastic client because every single one of our products and services are fantastic for food service. But we work with a tremendous variety of clients. We work with a lot of medical offices, dental and uh, kidney dialysis and so forth, because um, one of our bacterial products also eats uh, blood protein. So, you know, the, the wash water that goes down from the dentist or from kidney dialysis, mm -hmm. which would normally have a lot of uh, plumbing clogs, our bacteria takes care of all of that. Uh, we work with a lot of uh, processing plants that have a lot of odors that uh, are generated by their work. Uh, we control the odors there. We work with, um, actually, one of our franchisees has a, a contract with the uh, entire American Airlines terminal at DFW Airport to uh, keep their uh, bathrooms, their restrooms flowing. Uh, we have, um, gosh, we work with so, so many. Uh, we're working with transportation companies, with um, folks in public transportation who have taxis or buses so that we can keep those vehicles sanitized. Um, a lot of the office buildings that just need to keep their uh, employees safe. We're doing a lot of sanitizing work there. We work with a lot of public buildings, you know, whether they have uh, restroom issues or 
um, issues with um, odors in parking garages or basements or, you know, a problem maybe with homeless in the area. Mm -hmm. We we have uh, a great odor control products for all those situations. So it's a huge, huge variety of, uh, of potential clients. Now I probably missed a question or two. What else did you? No, no, you did, you did, you did a great job there. So when when you have a franchisee, how do you help them connect with those companies so that they can start? Especially if they're opening a franchise in a brand brand new territory, how do you help them connect to those perfect clients? Great question. Uh, after the franchisee comes through our training program, which uh, is a week long. Hopefully, it's in lovely Bradenton, Florida, if, of course, uh, they feel comfortable traveling. Uh, otherwise, we do provide the initial training virtually. It's just not quite as impactful. Uh, but after that initial training, our business development director actually goes to the market with the new franchisee and does a week of sales calls. The first um, call that they'll do or they'll schedule is working with the local public wastewater utility because a lot of our products are fantastic for uh, minimizing detrimental impact on the local utilities, you know, the local uh, wastewater system. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever heard of the Fatberg problem, that's the, these huge clogs that are building in sewer systems underneath our American cities and worldwide. Um, it's usually a conglomerate of fat soils and grease holding mm. together flushable wipes and a bunch of other things that probably mm. shouldn't be in the sewer system. So our products, our service actually eliminates the problem with the fats, oils, and grease. It actually eats the fats and oils so they don't even go uh, into the public wastewater. It's really a fantastic, very environmentally safe uh, program. But the public wastewater folks love us because we help eliminate the future problems for them. So they are a great referral source. But we'll also uh, make sales calls with the franchisee or their sales manager, and we'll go to... Um, hotel operators, or we'll go to food service operators, or we'll go to medical offices or pet care centers or uh, daycare centers, whatever the franchisee really prefers to target first based on their relationships in the market. You know, whatever mm -hmm. industry they come out of, we've got products and services that can support that. So, of course, uh, you want to make the franchisee more comfortable with the sales process, and the easier it is for them, the better. And then we'll connect them with all of the clients that we are working with in other markets. So, for example, our uh, franchisee in Sarasota, Florida, works with Enterprise Rent-A-Car and Chick-fil-A and Aldi Grocery Store. And mm -hmm. um, I forget what the name of the gym is, but there's a big gym franchise. So, you know, we have that as a testimonial. Oh, my gosh, we're going to call on the Chick-fil-A operators here in Rochester, New York, because we're already doing Chick-fil-A's in several markets. Right. You know, here's what, what we're doing for the folks in Florida. Give them a call, and they'll tell you how well it's working for them. Wouldn't it be great to just take the wow. same great service? Um, so that's, a, that's an impactful thing, obviously, for a new franchisee. And then the other side of it is that we have huge relationships throughout the franchise industry. So we're working with uh, Grease Monkey, which is a, a fantastic yep. um, oil change franchise with a couple of, they actually have a couple of different brands. We're working with a lot of different franchise brands to become the go-to for sanitizing wherever we have franchises operating. And uh, we've got a lot of uh, blue sky to continue to expand that program. Oh, definitely. Wow. Um, it, it sounds like 
it, it when you're talking about the city uh cities and the sewer system and the the water system sounds to me like your product could help put less strain on the existing infrastructure correct and that is amazingly critical in some areas you know everybody would expect that when new york or a chicago or a los angeles especially the older cities with the older infrastructures um, that you would absolutely have a huge impact you know on that sewer system but it's amazing even here in tampa which is a much newer city with much more modern infrastructure they're having huge problems with these fatbergs growing Mm -hmm. and the the public wastewater folks know us and love us because we actually invented the product that they use to measure the grease traps that are behind, you know, the restaurants and food service guys Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're pumping that uh, wastewater out in uh, the right timing. Uh, This dipstick pro that we've invented and we sell probably is used by uh, over 80% of the uh, wastewater utilities in America. And when we walk in and we make the presentation about this great new franchisee who is going to be running this program, which they know, right there in their market to help them minimize the issues, as you say, with their uh, infrastructure. That's Mm -hmm. why we get such great referrals from those uh, public wastewater folks. Yeah. Yeah. I can certainly see that. And so do you have any competition out there, Ron? Well, we have a lot of different competitors who do some of the products or services that we do. And in almost all cases, they're just they sell product. So, so mm-hmm. if you're a restaurant operator and you have problems with your uh, plumbing clogging in the, in the back of your uh, kitchen, which they all seem to do periodically, um, you're either using a do-it-yourself drain cleaner, which is horrible part of the environment and actually will start to eat the plumbing, or mm-hmm. you're calling a plumber four or six or eight times a year to come in and do an emergency unclogging of, uh, of that drain line. Uh, and then there are a couple of bacterial or enzymatic products that you can buy online that, uh, you know, you dose once and they hopefully um, work for you. But none of those products, um, first of all, they don't eliminate the problem. All they do is uh, try to eliminate the symptom. Our product is actually preventive maintenance. It's, a, it's an EPA Safer Choice certified bacteria that's automatically dripped down into the drain lines and it keeps the drains open because it actually consumes those contaminants with just byproduct of water and a little bit of CO2. It's really Mm. an amazing um, product, but it continues to keep the business operating without those business disruptions and without the unplanned expenses. And then, of course, um, on the sanitizing side, there's two different types of sanitizing competition. Um, There's some great... uh, uh, national companies like PuroClean and JaniPro who are mm-hmm. you know, either restoration or commercial cleaning, and they've added sanitizing services to their um, menu of services, which is great. And they probably do a great job. They're big, very, um, uh, very confident companies, and you know they're doing the right research and hopefully using the right products. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of guys who, when seeing all the information in the media about this pandemic, said, hey, I know I can make some money on that. And they went to Home right. Depot and they bought a little pump sprayer that I would have used for um, killing fire ants in, uh, mm-hmm. when I lived in Houston. Mm-hmm. And they put who knows what in that pump sprayer and they sell sanitizing services. Um, neither of those are 
um, huge competitors for us because we have uh, uh, the most comprehensive program I've seen uh, where we do the deep sanitizing and then we, we uh, provide uh, handheld foggers and spray cans for the client to sanitize between our visits. And mm. then we also offer a certificate and a window sticker that um, keeps consumer confidence up. You know, it shows wow. the, the customers and the employees that hey, we're doing this sanitizing service and here's a list of all the pathogens that our EPA registered solution is effective against and coronavirus wow. is on there and a bunch wow. of other coronavirus and influenza strains and all these other germs and bacteria and viruses. Um, so yeah, there are competitors out there, but there, there really isn't any comprehensive competition. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I tell you what, if, if nothing else, this whole pandemic has made us much more aware of of viruses, of germs, mm-hmm. and um, how susceptible we are to it when we don't take precaution. So I would imagine yep. if you had had that, you know, sticker up, you know, six months or a year ago, it wouldn't have been nearly as effective to some to some people as it Correct. today because you know we're much more educated today. Um, I tell you what, Ron, we need to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, do you happen to have maybe a story that you could tell us about helping one of your clients? I know you've given some um, some examples, but do you have something that you could share with us when we come back? Oh, sure, absolutely. Very good. Folks, we're going to be coming back uh, in just a bit after this commercial break with more from Ron Bender. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. All Things Franchising is the radio show that you've been waiting for. Whether you're looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle by growing your business, allowing you to experience some of the fun things in life, or if you are looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Linda Biastetos is your host on All Things Franchising, where she interviews franchise experts from around the world. We feature top franchisers, franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, as well as others who support this fast-growing business model. Go to our Facebook and Twitter pages to listen to past shows and join the conversations on all things franchising. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com.
Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. I'm here today with Ron Bender from Envirologic. And we, um, when we broke for commercial break, Ron, I asked if you had maybe a story that you could share with our listeners. Sure. Um, I uh, First of all, Linda, I'll say that I love people. People are the reason that I'm in this business. And uh, connecting with the franchisees obviously is fantastic, but watching the franchisees connect with the other people in their community and seeing mm-hmm. the, uh, the synergy and the, and the cooperation and the partnerships that are evolved, are, it's, just, it's just fascinating to me. Sure. Um, we, the franchisee that I mentioned earlier in Sarasota, Florida, he's the one who had a commercial cleaning business uh, and uh, found the Envirologic uh, franchise and said, wow, this is a great um, matching business for me. It's a, it's a perfect fit for my existing business. And then as he got into the Envirologic, he said, man, I can't wait to sell my commercial cleaning franchise. Concentrate <laughs> on this. Um, well, through this pandemic, he gets calls. And here's one that, uh, that just amazed me. He got a call from the owner of a local fitness franchise. And it was a Sunday. Uh, Jeff was actually out of town a couple of hours away uh, visiting a friend and got this call from uh, a guy who said, oh, my gosh, uh, my fitness center is allowed to open tomorrow. This was on a Sunday night. It's allowed to open tomorrow, but I have to have a sanitizing program done before I open, and I have to have a program in place to remain open. And obviously, wow. a fitness center, you know, folks are going in, they're using the, the uh, fitness machines, they're, you know, walking on the floors and touching the mats and all the other things that if I worked out, I would know more of anyway. Um, so uh, Jeff actually reached out to one of his technicians at home on a Sunday afternoon, and that technician was able to come in that night, you know, picked up from the office. Um, our guys use just a little small office with storage place. Um, he just picked up the sanitizing electrostatic backpack sprayer and the solution, and he went in, and it took him about an hour and 10 minutes, and he sanitized and disinfected the entire facility. He put up the uh, window sticker. And the, uh, the, the fitness center was allowed to open the following day. And then um, every morning they go in and they, they sanitize this fitness center. And they, uh, the fitness center uses the uh, handheld sprays on the machines after every use. And they are, their, their membership is booming because it's, it's very unusual for a fitness center to have the ability to sanitize every single machine after mm. every use. And, uh, right. and that's been uh, absolutely fantastic for building consumer confidence and, uh, and improving, you know, helping their business stay running. And the franchisee just, you know, he's so thrilled that he can work with these local business owners and help them actually um, grow their business and keep running and, and feed their families and pay their employees and all that. It's just a, it's a fascinating opportunity. And I'm sure um, uh, an experience like that, their, their business has got to just explode in that area because word of mouth of these, whether it's the restaurants, whether it's a daycare, whether it is a nail salon, where it is um, um, a hairdresser, um, what it, it just seems as though word would spread very quickly throughout that small business community um, that you guys offer that. I did not realize, now, I don't know, Ron, if this is just a Florida thing, but there, do all businesses have to show that they have a sanitizing program in place? Not all businesses. <clears throat> There's more legislation coming, of course, um, with uh, 
uh, for instance, lodging has there's there's um, uh, national requirements now that they sanitize each guest room between stays, um, and there are a couple of other industries that have already passed some legislation. But not only will there be further legislation, it's also public pressure. You know, if I'm going to take my yeah. child to daycare, I'm going to be very very careful to make sure that not only is my child safe, but that they're not going to be bringing pathogens back into my house. Mm-hmm. Right after they've gone to a daycare. Um, so even if there's not legislation passed yet, the public pressures are absolutely out there. But with the mm-hmm. fitness centers in Florida, they were only allowed to open if they had um, the ability to show that they had been sanitized and that they had an ongoing program to keep their clients safe. Wow, that's fascinating. But you you did hit the nail on the head about the word of mouth. It, it's been amazing. Um, Jeff in Sarasota has gotten these um, such a varied amount of clients from all sorts of different industries because, you know, Jimmy knows Billy and Billy sure. employs Denise and Denise knows the guy who runs the vet clinic. And I mean, it yep. just spreads like wildfire. He's doing Chick-fil-A's. He's doing the enterprise rent-a-cars. He's doing Audi grocery stores. He's doing, he's actually spraying the uh, service vehicles for our local electric utility. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing country clubs and all sorts of wild businesses that he didn't have connections with before. But wow. as you say, through the word of mouth from either clients or patrons of those clients has been spreading around and uh, he, he gets calls, uh, he, he, his phone's blowing up. Yeah. So tell me about employees. Um, you, you know, it sounds to me like his business is really growing. How many employees should a new franchisee um, plan for? Well, we have a lot of options as far as what size of a business each franchisee would like to build. Um, We have territories that start at 250,000 population, which can easily be operated with two employees, and even one of them could be the franchise owner um, doing sales and marketing and hiring one technician to do the actual service. Um, But we've got uh, multi-million population territories where uh, you know people are going to operate six or eight service vans and would need 12 or uh, so uh, personnel. But it's never mm-hmm. it's never like a a fast food type of environment where you've got 45 employees right. working in shifts and all that kind of thing. Um, another big big benefit of our brand is that the target employees are of course millennials and uh, whatever generation is just younger than millennials. And those folks absolutely love to be a part of something bigger than themselves. They love to give back right. to the community and, and really have some positive impact. And our retention of employees is fantastic because we're doing a wonderful thing. You know, it's very environmentally safe. It's terrific for local businesses, but also it's, it's, it's just um, a lot of training. They get to learn so much. I mean, we teach our technicians the science behind our products and why they work better than com- competitive products so that they can explain when there's questions at a client or, um, you know, they can in their, in their off time, they can be talking to friends and, uh, and associates and suddenly, you know, that builds the business too. But the, the people mm-hmm. just seem to be very, very focused on uh, the benefits of the business model and, and, and giving back to the community. Yeah, definitely. Ron, I've enjoyed this conversation and I really hate to move on because I really uh, have enjoyed learning more about Envirologic and and the work they're doing out there. Uh, If somebody is listening 
and they want to know more, how would they find out more about the franchise opportunity and maybe contact you? Well, we have a website at envirologicfranchise.com, and that's uh, envirologic with a K at the end, envirologicfranchise.com. And they are welcome to reach out to me. I'm, of course, on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter and Facebook, um, Ron Bender. I also can give you my email address. It's rbender, B-E-N-D-E-R, at E-B-I-O-R-G.com. I'm uh, very, very easy to find just with a Google search. So uh, whatever it takes, I'm thrilled to uh, speak with folks and help them learn more about EnviroLogic. Wonderful. But we're down to the final three questions. The first one is, if there's someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare for this process? Wow, um, that's a great question. I think the first thing that someone should do is take a very close look inside and, and really consider what their goals are. What is it that they really want and what are their strengths and their weaknesses? And then as they look into different franchise opportunities, they need to find a model that will fulfill their goal. And if their goal is to make X dollars or their goal is to have X amount of free time or control of their schedule so they can do more family things or they, they want to build this empire, whatever it is, they need to make sure that that model is going to support those goals. And as far as the strengths and weaknesses, you know, if, if you're finding a franchise that looks great from all other sides, but it doesn't have support, really strong support for the things that you personally are weak on, you have to be very careful. You need to find the right co-workers or employees that can support those weaknesses. Otherwise, it's not going to be successful. I certainly would normally say find a franchise that's got great support for your specific mm -hmm. weaknesses. Yeah, um, that's very but also, good. I think, very good. Um, I think you, you want to make sure that it's a, it's a great fit. You know, you, the, the amount of work hours or the days of uh, the business operation are great. Uh, you know, the types of clients, are you going to work with um, retail clients waiting for them to come to you? Or are you going to use a B2B model that you go out to them? Are you service-based or product-based? All those things, you know, it's good to make sure that you think it through and determine if it's a great fit for you. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of things to consider before you even choose a brand. You know, there's so much to think about before you even get to that part of it. So the second oh, question yeah. is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Well, the first one I think is they have to be coachable. And what I mean by coachable is, um, you know, I played sports a long, long, long time ago. And I remember that there were people who had incredible natural talent, but they, they, they wouldn't take coaching, right? You can't tell them how they could improve because they just, they wouldn't listen or they, they didn't believe you or whatever. Um, but in franchising, in the business world, realizing that a franchise brand has experience in doing that business, in building that business, and they can absolutely help you as long as you are willing to accept that help. And I guess the other thing would be, to work hard at the things that will actually build the business. Do the things that are most valuable for you, the franchise owner, to do, right? There are many things in a business to do. There's, there's a huge variety of different tasks and, and, uh, and jobs to do. But 
Don't do the quick, easy ones. Do the ones that will have the most positive impact on your business. That, I think, is an overlooked uh, bit of advice in, in franchising. Absolutely. You know, running a business is sort of like spinning plates. You got to keep them all going, but you still you really have to focus on those that get you the right. furthest down the road. That was a very good point. So the final question here is, what does the future of franchising look like? You've been in franchising for quite some time. What do you see happening for it in the future? Well, I think um, this pandemic is going to change a tremendous amount of American business. I mean, there's no doubt that uh, companies now are going to have to do totally different things to succeed. Many, many franchises are, are pivoting right now. And there are some absolutely fantastic brands out there that are doing a wonderful, wonderful job. I've got tremendous friends in other franchise brands who are, are sharing you know, what they're doing and how they're supporting their franchisees and adjusting the model for success. But I, I absolutely think that franchising is going to continue to grow perhaps even stronger than um, anybody had imagined before this pandemic because so many people out there were taken by total surprise that this pandemic could have the amount of impact it has had on, on business and on all of our lives. Mm -hmm. And people just don't want to be at someone else's discretion anymore. You know, uh, they don't want to be in a situation where who knows what might come down the pike in their community and their, their company can't employ them anymore or, um, or their company has to close or decreases the revenues because of this problem or that situation or whatever. And I think people want to take control. I also think that people want to want to be a positive force in their community. They want to help people. They mm -hmm. want to be doing something that can make them not only proud, but fulfilled. So mm -hmm. I think franchising is just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger um, in the coming 10, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, very good point. Um, Ron, one more time, if somebody's listening and they want more information about EnviroLogic and um, how to get in touch with you, what would they do? Uh, go to EnviroLogicFranchise.com. That's E-N-V-I-R-O-L-O-G-I-K Franchise.com. Or uh, just reach out to me on LinkedIn at Ron Bender, and uh, I'm thrilled to, uh, to assist anyone. But I'll tell you, the other thing is that mm -hmm. there are thousands of franchise brands out there, and working with someone like you, Linda, is the best and easiest way for a, uh, an interested party to find out what franchise industry, what franchise brand might be the best fit for them. So uh, certainly, I'm happy to have folks call you first and then have you connect them with me if indeed uh, I'm one of the right industries for them to look at. Oh, I appreciate that, Ron, so much. And, you know, because people are always coming to me saying, like I said at the top of the show, what industry is recession proof? Uh, what industry? <laughs> and there's no such thing, right? I've got a few I years agree. behind oh, me, yes. so there's no such thing as recession proof. So, um, you know, just having some of those hard conversations um, brings them back to reality. But I, I love your product, yeah. and I love the way you guys are, are doing your business here. Thanks so much, Ron, for being on the show today. Well, thank you, Linda. I've enjoyed it, and uh, let's, uh, let's all get together and keep franchising and American business growing. I love it. Thanks so much, sir. Thank you. So, folks, again, I'm, I'm introducing you to industries, to companies who are doing well. They have learned to pivot. 
They have learned to be flexible. And this is something that you want to really ask about when you start looking at franchises now. Six months ago, this was not a question that I would have put a lot of emphasis on as we were going through the interview process with a franchisor. But today, oh heck yeah. We want to know exactly how did you support your franchisees during this time? How did, were you able to pivot the way you do business? How were you able to coach them in getting through some challenging times? So that's really important. I'm going to leave you with this quote. As always, I leave you with a quote. The state of the economy is not the issue when it comes to growing a business. The relevant questions are, what business are you in? Is it adapting to the times? That's exactly what I'm talking about. They have to adapt to the times. Look what happened to Blockbuster. You know, look what happened to all the pagers that we used to use back in the 80s. So they have to adapt with the times. If not, they become a dinosaur. That quote was a Robert Kiyosaki um, quote, and I am sure the man knows what he's talking about. Folks, thanks so much for being with me today on All Things Franchising. Look forward to seeing you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.